Welcome, everyone, to the newest Discover Strength Podcast mini-series, where we'll be focusing on 12 things we think are essential for getting better results from your workouts in less time. Join us as we go deeper on each topic in a format that's perfect for sharing and broadening your own knowledge. Thanks for joining us, and please enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our mini-series on 12 things we think are essential for you to know to get the most effective results in the least amount of time in the gym. I'm joined today again, obviously, by David Gishneidner. He's our uh, Director of Operations and one of our exercise physiologists at Discover Strength. Dave, say hello, and why don't you kick us off? What are we talking about today? Yeah, thanks for having me on again, Logan. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the importance of using slow movement speed and generally minimizing momentum in your workouts. You may have heard, if you've ever done a workout at Discover Strength, uh, hey, slow down, buddy. What are you doing? Maybe not worded exactly like that, but you probably heard your trainer to tell you to slow down at some point. And if you've ever been to a big box gym, any place like LA Fitness, Lifetime, Anytime Fitness, you've probably seen people moving really quickly with weights, using momentum, swinging dumbbells all over the place. Um, so for those of us who've never seen people moving slow before, why is it so important to really emphasize that slow movement speed uh, when we want to get the most effective workout? Yeah, so the best way I think to describe it is it's really the difference between developing versus demonstrating strength. I think when you step into a lot of box gyms or if you just go to a, a college uh, football team's weight room and you watch people work out, <laughs> People are moving the weight pretty fast or bouncing weights around generally because you can use a lot more weight when you incorporate momentum. Uh, you use momentum as your friend a little bit. Um, now, in terms of developing strength, you obviously can't use as much weight if you're barely moving the weight throughout the entire range of motion, but it forces your central nervous system to recruit every available muscle fiber as you train to the point of momentary muscle failure. So that's number one. And then number two is it makes it safer. So we can go a little bit deeper on each one of those. But um, I would say from an overarching perspective, it's it makes it safer. It helps you recruit more muscle fiber to really develop strength as opposed to demonstrate strength. So let's go a little bit deeper on that safety aspect. Why is eliminating momentum moving under control in both the concentric and the eccentric the positive and the negative of the rep, if you will. Why is that important? What sort of things are we protecting as we make ourselves a little bit stronger throughout the course of that set of repetitions? Yeah, when you move the weight quickly, you're just exposing yourself to greater forces. So uh, when the weight is moved quickly, your tendons, joints, ligaments, your soft tissue, your muscle itself are all exposed to excessively higher forces. I mean, um, you know, you can sit on a, a force plate and do a overhead press. And if you throw the weight and catch the weight, uh, you'll see the force output in your feet is significantly higher than if you slowly control the weights. And all that force is being taken on by joints, ligaments, soft tissue, connective tissue, and sometimes your muscles. So you just increase the chance of an injury happening to one of those areas. Yeah, and I think the important distinction here is a lot of times we see people wanting to move explosively, to train explosively, to get those benefits. And the thing to really keep in mind when we talk about sports-specific training versus just moving slow in general to strengthen yourself in the gym is when we're throwing a baseball, it's 
however many ounces it is, right? It's not a 45 pound dumbbell that we're trying to press overhead. So if we know that force equals uh, mass times acceleration, every ounce, every pound that we put more onto our muscles and our joints and our connective tissue as we're strength training with that faster speed is just gonna magnify immensely of the amount of force and stress that we're putting on those joints. And most of us aren't trying to be, you know, World Series pitchers, right? We're just trying to get stronger. So what is the the, the cost, uh, risk, benefit, and ratio there uh, that you're really trying to weigh when you go into the gym? What are you trying to accomplish? Looks like you had something to say there. Yeah, well, and I would just add to that. Um, no one would be surprised if they're a pitcher in baseball and they hurt their shoulder because you're playing a sport and you're trying to throw the ball as fast as you possibly can or put as much spin on the ball as you possibly can to get a great curveball, right? Like all of that you're doing in pursuit of being great at the sport. And you wouldn't be surprised if something got out of whack and you got injured, but everything we're doing in the weight room, everything you're doing for exercise, we've talked about this before is to improve your physical function. And so you should never get hurt. So we should avoid those rapid movements that you might see in sport that are inherently more dangerous and you're more likely to get injured with. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit more about again the importance of that slow movement speed as it pertains to the actual muscles themselves, our central nervous system. What are we accomplishing by moving with that slower cadence as opposed to doing something like a quick explosive movement like a baseball throw or just in general moving a dumbbell extremely quickly with momentum? Yeah. So we've obviously already talked about, first and foremost, the safety aspect. I would describe it as just a, a less efficient means to get the desired result that we're trying to get to. So if I were to train explosively to the point of, of muscle fatigue and I overloaded the muscle generally over the course of time, I'm probably going to see a similar result in terms of muscle strength, muscle size over the course of time. Now, reason that I would say that that's inefficient is because you're going to be using a number of repetitions where the weight is generally moving on its own and you're not actually putting the muscle under tension to force the weight to move. So you're going to have a number of, I would consider wasted reps that you're going to be doing in pursuit of that, where if you were to just move the weight slow and controlled and keep yourself under constant tension, you're going to slowly but surely work your way through all available muscle fibers until the point of momentary muscle failure. Whereas if you're moving the weight explosively and quickly, you've essentially wasted a handful of reps um, because you're not under tension. So it's just an inefficient means for you to get that desired result. Yeah. And again, this goes into the purpose of resistance training that we talked about a little bit, right? What is the actual purpose of you going into the gym and lifting those weights? Is it to demonstrate strength? Well, unless you're a power lifter, unless that's part of the sport or the activity you do, it really shouldn't be. Who cares how much you can best bench press or use on the MedX chest press? Um, you should really just be competing with yourself. And by moving slowly and under control, we're going to allow our central nervous system to recruit all the available uh, motor units, all the muscle fibers we actually want in that set. And then as we get to the point where we feel like, oh my gosh, there's no way I can move it even an inch anymore, then we think move as fast as you can. You may have heard your trainer, you may have done this on your own when it feels like there's absolutely no way I can get another rep here. Think, start moving fast. And even with that intention of moving fast, you should still be moving relatively slowly if you've taken the set uh, throughout the course of its, of its reps appropriately. Anything else to add there, Dave, as far as moving slow and minimizing momentum? Yeah, I would, I would just kind of piggyback off your last point there, Logan. 
you know, a lot of people think they need to move fast to build explosive muscle fiber like you were talking about. But we know that those most explosive, highest force producing muscle fibers, your fast twitch muscle fibers, are not innervated until the very end of the set. And so at the end of the set, if you're attempting to move quickly, although the outward display of the rep may not be the, the weight actually moving quickly, that's when you're actually developing type two muscle fiber. And so even using a slow movement speed, you can develop explosive strength to a very high degree uh, if you're doing it in the right way. And so uh, I would just piggyback off what you said. You don't need to move quickly to build explosive muscle fiber. If you move in a slow and controlled fashion, it's those last few reps as you're approaching momentary muscle failure that you're really starting to tap into the fast twitch type two muscle fibers. Um, and it's at that point that you should really try to think explosively. Yeah, and I, I think before we sign off for this episode, it's important to sort of define slow movement speed as well. If you look at the literature, you can see anywhere with a controlled cadence that's usually in the ballpark of at least a 2-2, two, two, so a two-second positive and negative, all the way up to 10, 15 seconds on the positive and the negative. So somewhere in that ballpark at Discover Strength, we typically practice about a two-second positive and a four-second negative but anywhere within that range as long as you're moving slow and under controlled and as we know from our episode about eccentrics really emphasizing the negative portion of that movement you're going to get the benefits that you want from resistance training while also really decreasing your overall risk factor uh, of injuring yourself so thank you so much for joining us today dave thanks everyone for listening we will be back again soon yeah my pleasure thanks logan